Have you become a professional pew sitter? You see, that's what an awful lot of Christians do become. Dispirited. Life has lost its zest. They become cynical, hardened, weasoned about their faith. Paul here is calling you in the light of everything that he had been teaching in the first 11 chapters of Romans about our salvation. In the light of all the wonderful things that he had been saying about how God, in spite of our sin, in spite of our rebellion, in spite of the fact that we're enemies, in spite of the fact that there wasn't a thing in us to commend us to him, out of pure mercy, sent his son to die for sinners like us. And he says, I urge you then, therefore, brothers, on the basis of all these mercies we've been talking about that God has shown to you who know him as Savior to serve him. That's how God wants us to serve. Out of gratitude and thankfulness. What does he mean by mercies? He means just that. He means the pity and the compassion of God that was shown to you though you deserved his wrath. Suppose you were walking down the street and not looking at what you're doing, you cross the street and an automobile who doesn't see you and is barreling down the road as fast as it, it possibly could in that situation and looks like that automobile is going to hit you and here it comes just like this, you and the automobile, when all of a sudden a bystander on the side rushes into that situation, shoves you out of the way onto the street uh, or the sidewalk on the other side of the street and is hit himself by that car. What do you do? You pick yourself up and you brush yourself off and you say, close shave and go your own way. Is that right? Is that what you'd do? Well, possibly there's somebody here who would. Though I doubt it. Most of you would rush back over to that person who saved you from that awful experience and who took it upon himself. And there you'd throw your coat on him even if it was a brand new coat to keep him warm in the state of shock. And you'd do what you could to, to get the ambulance there as rapidly as possible. When they took him to the hospital, you'd go along. And when he was finally able to talk to you, you'd say, is there anything I can do? And you'd visit him and you'd sell him, uh, send him cards and you'd, you'd probably make a lifelong friend out of this person because he risked his life for you and was injured for you. Our Lord Jesus didn't risk his life. He wasn't injured he gave his life. He died for you, Christian. He died for you. And if you would show gratitude to that stranger, why is it that in your service you don't show gratitude to him? Have you forgotten? I think we forget. 
I think we go on in our ways and we become so much a part of the stream of things that the warmth of our faith drains away and we become cold and professional. Paul says, go to the mercies of God. Go back and remember what he's done. Think of what our Savior's love is like. Remember how he died on that cross. Now, this is not a matter of whomping up some kind of warm feeling inside of you. That's the last thing he wants. He doesn't want some kind of hypocritical lather inside. There are people who try to uh, feel different from the way they feel. That isn't what he wants, and you can't do that. He wants you to so take time to think of his mercy, his goodness to you, not only in saving you, but all that he has done since in your life for you, that your heart grows warm. You know, we're up here with an opportunity this week. One of the reasons we fail in this regard is because we're so busy all the time where we are doing everything else. You have an opportunity to walk out on the trail, down by the creek, over the bridges, out into the woods. You have time to sit and to look at that sky, you have time to read your Bible. You have time to reflect. Don't waste this opportunity. Take this time as a time when you will once again count your many blessings, naming them one by one, so that gratitude will spontaneously well up within your heart, not some kind of an artificial feeling that you pump up, but something that comes because you think about the mercies of God to you while you're here this week. That's your opportunity. You have time. You have space. Use it so that when you leave here this week, you will be different from the way you count. You will go back enthusiastic about facing it and serving Christ in it and doing his will not because you have to, not because you're scared if you don't, not because of some personal advantage you'll get out of it, but because you dearly love him more. You love him because you are truly grateful for all his mercies to you. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to feel like doing the things he wants you to do. That's not the point I'm making. Jesus didn't feel like going to the cross. But it means that you have to do the many unpleasant things that you must do in life because you truly are grateful to him and you love him and you want to please him. That's the motive, the highest motive for service.
Do you serve God? If so, from what motive? God knows. He looks on your heart. He's called the heart knower. And there may even be some here today who don't know Jesus Christ and who are trying to serve him for various other reasons. You can't serve him until first you know him. Only those who are saved can serve. Only those whose sins have been forgiven are in a condition to honor and please him. Only those who have his spirit can do it in his power and in his wisdom and understand his word for their lives. No, you must first come to Jesus Christ and trust him as the one who shed his blood on the cross in the place of guilty sinners and say, I am a sinner who deserves God's wrath. But I believe that Jesus was sent to die for me and I want to serve him the rest of my life. Either way, sweep aside all the other things this week and learn what it means to serve from gratitude, gratefulness, joy, and reality of one's faith. Let's pray. We can't begin here this morning, our God, to reckon up all those things that you have done for us, those mercies, those many wonderful ways in which you have loved us and shown that love in Christ to us. But our God, we have a week ahead of us to begin to do that. Help us, Lord, to spend this time here profitably. Help us to think about your mercies. Help us to leave here with hearts that are charged full of joy and thankfulness so that as we go back to face the routinized problems and difficulties of life, we may do so serving Christ from a new motive. And if there are any here who don't know him, Lord, show them that they need a Savior. But we ask this in his name and for his sake. Amen.